Our only hope is in my hands. Maggie! Why have you forsaken me? Faith, family, country. Those are the things that matter. You're listening to Lent and Easter at the movies. Hugely experienced film reviewer Father Peter Malone relates his choice of movie to the day's gospel reading. We do this for all the key dates in the seasons of Lent and Easter. The fifth Sunday of Easter, and an interesting selection here, I I have to say, Peter. You've gone for Black Panther, a Marvel film. We don't often talk about those. And sometimes when you meet new people, and I tell them that you're a film reviewer, they presume that you only watch religious films. So some people might be surprised that you've gone for Black Panther. Of course, I always look for the religious symbolism in all films if it's there. I'd have to say in a lot of them, it's not there. But I was struck watching Black Panther. I wasn't expecting uh, a kind of death and resurrection scene. Now, it's not in any Christian context, but I think a lot of the superhero films, people who watch them often uh, notice this kind of thing. If they have, say, a Christian background they notice death and resurrection. But the reason for choosing it for this particular Sunday of Easter, there are some Gospels in some of the cycles which come from chapter 15 of St. John, and they are about Jesus and his presence and a kind of leadership, a mystical leadership, being united with him, and he will lead us to wherever we are going to God, to heaven, whatever the language you use. And on one of the Sundays, it's even more explicit because it comes from John's version of the Last Supper. A new commandment I give you, love one another, how? As I have loved you. And how have I loved you? Chapter 15, by laying down my life for those I love. Not necessarily in death, but even in everyday life. And in a sense, that's something of the ethos of the superhero films. Sometimes they're very flippant. The Thor films are a bit flippant. Sometimes they're ultra-serious, like the Captain America. This one is a bit serious, but it's become, I think, a social phenomenon of the year 2018. It made a billion dollars within three weeks around the world. You can't ignore it. It's also, as people are well aware, Black Panther... The hero, the superhero, is a black man from an African country. The thing is, as he becomes king, he actually has a kind of anointing ceremony, but far be it from me to keep making these connections. But he becomes king, but he's not the kind of king who is a tyrant. He's a king who works with people. Queen Mother, Princess a comfort for your loss. Thank you, Nakia. It is so good to have you back with us. Take her to the river province to prepare her for the ceremony. Yes, General. Did he freeze? Like an antelope in headlights. (laughs) Are you finished? There are quite a number of fights, nature of the superhero film, good versus evil, always. But somehow or other, there's a sharing in his power, in his inspiring people, that really evokes some of those themes of Jesus' last discourse. That's the reason I chose the film. But 
with people who rush for the door as soon as a word appears on the screen and miss the credits. The moral of the story is during the credits. So this African country has a great power. It has a mineral that is not available to the rest of the world, but it can transform people. And the dilemma is for the country and Black Panther, T'Challa himself, do we keep it or do we make it available? Is it something we can give to the world? Is it the kind of life-giving service, how's that for resurrection language, life-giving service that we can give to other people? And as people go out of the cinema with that inspiration, or as they're halfway between their seat and the door and stuck during the credits, I hope then that this makes a great impact. And there's always a joke, say in Miss World Pageants, you ask the contestant, what are you aiming for? And she says, world peace. You're harking back to Miss Congeniality a bit with that. It is, and that came to mind. But in this one, you go out of the cinema and you have had a superhero story, some kind of inspiration, modelling Jesus, if you're alert to that kind of symbolism, and a great desire to contribute to world peace. Now, you mentioned it obviously being a very commercial film, a billion US dollars worldwide. Interestingly, though, obviously set in the fictional African nation of Wakanda, no white American actors. That can't happen very often, can it? No, there are some in the very, very, very supporting cast, you know, at meetings or something like that. But the uh, there's a token white goodie and a token white baddie, both played by English actors. Andy Serkis, old Gollum, as the baddie, Martin Freeman as the goodie. The word they use in the film actually is about the colonialised, many of whom from Africa became slaves to the whites. And so it's very much an assertion against colonial oppression, but ultimately, what can we Africans contribute to the world? 